the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Come on, Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Have you all ready? Come on, your trust to be without borders. You know why? Because you got faith in a faithful God. He is faithful to keep his word. He is faithful to keep his promises. Come on, he is good. He is faithful. He is merciful. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters. But what does that look like in real life? We could sing the song and it sounds very terrible. But how about when you in the storm, when you in the sickness, when you in some disease, when you in some financial hot mess, when you are under stress, when you are under pressure, spirit lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters. He's calling you deeper. He's calling you higher. He's calling you for greater. He's calling you for more. Are you going to answer? Are you going to answer? to his word? Are you going to answer to his voice? Are you going to answer to his plans and his purposes? Come on, spirit lead me where my trust is without borders. It's like we can sing these songs, but what does it look like in real life to live a life, a fearless life? How many are ready to live a fearless life? My trust is without borders. Doesn't matter what comes my way. My God is greater. My God is good. My God is the healer. It is God's will that all men be saved. It is God's will. Come on, you believing for somebody? You believing for a relative? You believing for a loved one? You believing for this world? Come on, we believe in for the world. We're believing for the world because it is God's will that all men be saved. It is God's will to heal. It is God's will to prosper you. It is God's will and his good pleasure for you to fulfill his will. Come on, we know the will through the word. That's what gives us a strong foundation that when we in the storm, our trust is without borders because we know that God is going to get us through to the other side. It doesn't matter what comes our way. doesn't matter what we face. doesn't matter the, the wind and the waves. Let me tell you, how many are ready to ride the waves? Let's go. Life is a whole bunch of series of highs and lows. There's seasons. Come on. Do you believe that God's preparing you for something? Some of the things that I look back in my life, I can see God's hand all over me, preparing me for greater, preparing me for his good pleasure, his good work. All we got to do is renew our mind to his word, right? Identity, purpose, and destiny. How many of y'all ready? Let's go. How many of y'all ready for the word? How many of y'all expecting that God's got an answer for you tonight, right? Our whole life is a journey of discovering our true identity, purpose, and destiny. God has a specific plan for you. He has, he has a, a, a destiny for you to fulfill. You being here has nothing to do with your parents, right? 
Because, you know, let me tell you, we weren't expecting you. All of a sudden, you just showed up. But God had a plan, and he had a purpose, and he saved us for this time and this hour so that we could be the change, so that we could be the hands and feet of Jesus, so that we could come to know who he is, so that we could share him with others. How many are ready to be used by God? How many are ready to fulfill all God's will and his plan for you? For you. Come on, yes. He has a plan for you. He's prepared you for great things. And he's prepared great things for you to fulfill individually. It doesn't, have, it doesn't matter what your parents said. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to fulfill. No, God has a plan. And it's our, it's our responsibility to seek his will. To seek, to pursue. How many are ready to seek and pursue the will of the Father? Right? He's got a plan. You just got to pursue it. Right? We know the will of the Father through the word. And we know the will of the Father through Jesus. He sent a picture, right? We know the Father through the Son. Jesus said he can do nothing of himself. Guys, Jesus said he can do nothing. Look at your neighbor say nothing. <laughs> Jesus said this, okay? That he could do nothing of himself. Then who do we think we are? Who do we think we are, Right? I don't need a teacher. I don't need a mentor. I don't need somebody to tell me what to do. I don't need the Bible. I don't need God. Can you see this generation, right? I don't need a standard. I can make my own standard. I can make my own will. Who do you sound like? The devil. The father, come on, of this world, you, that's what you sound like. When we say, I don't need a mentor. I don't need nobody. I don't need, I don't need this. I don't need that. I don't need an authority. I don't need a standard. I'm going to do my will. And how's that going for you? We need each other. We need a standard. And God gave us that standard in the word. We need pastors. We need mentorship. We need correction in our life. If you got nobody in your life who can correct you, you got nobody in your life who loves you. Let me tell you, you want somebody in your life who can tell you what's up who can checkmate you, who can say, why are you where you are? And if you don't have nobody, you need to get somebody. You need to get a mentor. Let me tell you, wisdom is sought after. Wisdom's not running after you. God's running after you. But if you've got to seek wisdom and you'll find it. Seek mentorship, right? Jesus said, I can do nothing of myself. He said in John 5.30, I am able to do nothing from myself, independently of my own accord, but only as I am taught by God and as I get his orders. As he gets his orders, as he inclines his ear to the Father. And who do we think we are doing whatever we want? whatever we feel like, being formed and shaped, and we look just like the world, being molded. You think you have your own ideas? You have the ideas that your algorithm sent you. you have, you're a product of your generation. Let me tell you, it's wild. It's crazy. You hear somebody from your era, you sound like them, you joke like them, you get them. And I'm not a product of my generation. Yes, we are. <laughs> it's true, right? The only way that we're not going to be a product of our generation, the only way we're not going to be a product of our parents, the only way we're going to break this cycle is to renew our mind to the word of God.
Jesus said he could do nothing without the Father. Even as I hear, I judge, I decide, as I am submitted to decide, as the voice comes to me, so I have, so I give a decision, and my judgment is right, is just, is righteous, because I do not seek or consult my own will. This is Jesus. Let me tell you, he's there ready to go to the cross. He is sweating blood. How many of you have been resistant to your will to sweat blood? Sweating blood. You just sweat. Uh, sweat. <laughs> that water up in your body. That's what you were sweating. Jesus is sweating blood. Not my will, your will be done. Not my will. Come on, your will be done. Let's go. Jesus is saying, this is what Jesus is saying. Because I do not seek or consult my own will. I have no desire to do what is pleasing to myself. This is when we sound like God. This is when we sound like Jesus. When we surrendering our will to the Father. And this is when we fulfill the will of the Father. This is when we have great joy, right? When we have fulfillment in life, it's fulfilling the will of the Father. He doesn't, uh, not what's pleasing to myself, my own aim, my own purpose, but only the will and pleasure of the Father who sent me. Jesus came to fulfill the will of the Father, and it is God's will that all men be saved. It's God's will that all men be saved. Jesus is the reason for the season. We're celebrating the birth of Jesus. Come on, this is Christmas, the season of giving, because it has everything to do with Christ. It has everything to do with God with us, Emmanuel. It has everything to do with Jesus, right? And it is God's will that all men be saved. So don't get it twisted. Don't let anybody tell you different. 1 Timothy 2, 3-4. This is good and pleasing to God our Savior who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. How many are ready to be saved and understand the truth? The truth is what sets you free. Without the truth, you are deceived. You are under bondage. You are under the authority of this generation, of this culture, of your parents, right? No, I don't want to repeat history. I want to make history. The only way we're going to make history, be history makers, is to discover God's will for our life, God's plan. You don't go, your parents are not your creator. So you don't go to them for your purpose. God is your creator. You seek him and then you'll fulfill your purpose. Can you imagine if we are labeled by only the things that our parents gave us? They love you, yes. They want the best for you. But God is your creator and he has a plan for you. Seek him. Seek him first. Come on. The truth. God desires that we be saved and understand the truth. And the truth is you are a child of God. You're a child of God, created in the image of God. We are created in the image of God. It's not about our body. It's about our spirit being. Our spirit being is created in the image of God, right? The real me, the true me inside of me is a spirit being. I am a spirit. I have a soul, and I live in this body. 
This body may fail me. This body may go through hell. This body may be subject to the genes that I was given. This body may be whatever, but it's not who I am. Who I am is the inside of me. Who I am is created in the image of God. Who I am is one with God. Who I am is at peace with God. We just got to renew our mind. We got to renew our mind. We got to renew our soul. Our mind, will, emotions, because that's what's all over the place. And if your identity is founded in your soul, your identity is all over the place. I feel a lot of things. But let me tell you, I'm not led by my feelings, right? I feel love for pizza, but you don't love me back? No. That's what it does back to me, right? Yeah, yeah, I love pizza. No, I don't. And he don't love me back. I love the Father. I love the Word. I love being a part of Love Life Church. Come on. I love giving. I love living. Let's go. You are created in the image of God. You are created in the likeness of God. Has nothing to do with this body, right? Designed to be loved by God. You're not an angel. God created you in his image, in his likeness, so that he could have somebody to love. And that somebody, he gave us a free will to choose him, to love him back. You know, parents, when you have them kids, and they're just little infants, and ooh, ah, and then they get, a de- they get a decision to love you one day. And what do they say? Sometimes, when you ain't training them right, and the way they should go with all that love and discipline, they say, I hate you. <laughs> I listen up. Let's get back to the word. What does God's word say? We're going to drive out that rebellion. Anybody need to drive out that rebellion? That rebellion starts so young. You know what? No. No. <laughs> what in the world? Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes they don't even, they're speaking, it sounds like tongues, but they're like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I know what you're saying. We're going to drive that rebellion out now. What? Anybody seen kids like that? All right. Right? We're going to drive that out. Anybody just, we're going to drive it out with the word and wisdom. Amen. Amen, right? We are created in the image of God, designed to be loved by God. You are a new creation, and you have a new identity in Christ. You have a new identity. You are not bound by your last name, by your history. You have a new identity in Christ. And a strong sense of security comes from a strong sense of identity. Why do you think the world is attacking identity more than ever? Because they want insecure people that could be molded and framed and shaped by today, by the world, by their concepts, by their, you know, by their thinking. And, that, and, they're, and it's getting younger and younger and younger. Right? Why, 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 are, they, why are they so uh, aggressively after the children? Right? Why are they so aggressively after the children's identity? Trying to get them young, get confusion in the identity. No, we got to train up a child in the way they should go and they will not depart. We train up that their identity is in Christ alone. We train them up that their identity, uh, we as parents, y'all as parents, we're going to fail you, but the only thing that won't fail you is the word. All right? The only thing that will never fail you is the word. 
That's where we put our standard in the word, right? You have a new identity, and a strong sense of security comes from a strong sense of identity. Insecurity comes from a lack of identity. It comes from an identity being destroyed, broken down, and damaged. Parents, I encourage you to build up the identity of your children in Christ. You speak those I am's over them. You speak the word over them. You remind them. You communicate to them. You repeat to them again and again and again and again and again and again and again who they are in Christ. Who they are in Christ. Who they are in Christ. Speak the word. You know, don't destroy their identity with your words. We, we got to protect the children. We got to protect ourselves. Don't allow your narrative to be negative about yourself. You got to combat that with the word. When that negative narrative comes in that you're a loser, that you'll never win, that you'll never achieve this, that you'll always be stupid, you'll always be fat, you can't read, you're not good enough, you've, you've, you, you're, 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 you're of no value. Right? There it is. There it is. There it is. What can you combat that with? Not just positive confessions. Not just good vibes and good energy. No. You better combat that with the word. With the word. That's the truth. And the truth sets you free. It's God's will that all men be saved and that all men know the truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Come on. Security. Insecurity comes from uh, an identity crisis. Right? When people have their identity, their why in what they do. Like, I am a nurse. I am a doctor. I am uh, uh, whatever it is. I am an investor. I am this. And then when that goes away, and then they're retiring and they have no identity. Right? And then what happens? An identity crisis. No, where our identity is founded in Christ. Founded on the word. Identity confusion. Our identity should be in Christ alone. Right? And security comes from that new identity in Christ. Security, strength, that comes from our new identity in Christ. It makes us resilient. How many are ready to be resilient when the storm comes, right? When things happen, you're resilient. You're still standing on the word. You're still standing in faith, right? Because you become resilient with your security in Christ alone. Makes you unstoppable, makes you secure, makes you successful because clarity produces prosperity. Prosperity, bearing much fruit from our unity with Christ. Bearing much fruit with our unity with Christ. Clarity brings prosperity, brings success. Why? Because you're producing much fruit. You are abiding in Christ. Christ is abiding in you. And all that can come forth is success. Glory to glory, glory to glory, glory to glory. Not to self, but to God. Not, nothing has to do with self. All glory goes to him, right? We got to be steadfast. We got to be consistent. Consistency is key. Consistency is key. And unwavering in the renewing of our minds. Come on. This is a daily discipline, a daily practice. We renew our mind. We renew our mind. We renew our narrative. We renew our narrative, aligning it to God's word, aligning it to what God says, aligning it to the truth. And the truth is going to set us free. The truth is going to set us free. You got an addiction to that food, to that sugar, to that computer, to that website to that whatever you got to renew your mind to the word renew you let me tell you you didn't get fat overnight you didn't get addicted overnight you didn't know uh, you didn't you didn't um get lenient and dependent upon something overnight it took time it took time it took effort it took one and two and three tamale four five six and eight and more right 
there we go. And it wasn't over time, you know, it was just that older time, all of a sudden you're like, whoa, you look different. You look a little roly-poly-oly, you know? You're like, oh, man, the dryer is shrinking my pants. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. And just like that took time, that took discipline to get there. You know, you had to hurt, you know, till you're so full, you're going to pop to get there. And it's going to take time and it's going to take discipline to get it off. It's going to take time and it's going to take discipline. It's going to take grace upon grace. And when you fall, you get back up. And when you fall again, you get back up. Consistency is key because you didn't get there overnight. It took you consistent steps to become addicted to that whatever. And it's going to take consistent steps to become addicted to fulfilling the will of the Father. You become addicted. You know, there ain't no high like a Jesus high. And you know what? People who have never encountered Jesus can't even describe it. They can't tell you. Because when you encounter Jesus, there is no high. There is no greater reward. There is no greater fulfillment. There is no greater peace. There is no greater whatever you think you got than compares to an encounter with Jesus. That compares to all of his best and his word and that security that you could look death itself in the eye and fear nothing. Been there, done that, fear nothing. Fear nothing. How do you recover? You know, people, something happens to people physically, emotionally, you know, whatever, however, and they get stuck. They get stuck right here in this time frame of life when this happened to them. When this happened to them, you know what? Life keeps going on and they're stuck right there. Do you want to know what happens when you encounter Jesus? Come on, I get stuck right there in that encounter. And my life has forever been changed. Encountering Jesus, I will never, never look back. Never, never regret. And when things happen to me in the negative, I keep moving on with life. Because I know that God has greater in store for me. Be marked by destiny and things in, in, in times where God has marked you and God's got plans for you and he's calling you. He's speaking to you. The word goes out and there's this moment in time where you're set free. When you get a revelation of that scripture, when you get a revelation of the love of God, when you get a revelation of the forgiveness of God, when you get a revelation of the empowerment that you have of the Holy Spirit, remember those fragments. Remember those moments because those can mark you forever. They can't sustain you. An encounter, something that happens won't sustain you. It's the daily discipline. It's the daily renewing. It's the daily focusing. It's the daily deciding that no matter what comes my way, I choose Jesus. No matter what happens to me, I choose Jesus. No matter how people fail me, I choose Jesus. No matter what happens in this body, I choose Jesus. No matter what comes financially, I choose Jesus. No matter what, come on, no matter the greatest victories, I choose Jesus. Give him all the glory. It has nothing to do with my strength. It has nothing to do with me. Strength's not for status, it's for service. How can I serve you? Purpose and service, purpose and service, purpose and service, purpose and service, making me stronger and stronger and stronger in who I am in Christ and who lives in me and who lives in you, right? We got to get steadfast. We got to get disciplined to our union with Christ, to our new identity with Christ, to our new covenant with Christ. Paul said in Romans 12 too, do not be conformed to this world. Do not be conformed to this world, 
Do not be conformed to this world because you will be conformed to this world. You sound like the world. You're molded and shaped and framed just like the world. That's why generations look like each other. They got tattoos like each other. They got haircuts like each other. You got a piercing like your generation. It's like you, I can date people. I mean, we can all date people. Like just, oh, that tattoo, that this, that there, here, here, there. You're like dated, right? Anybody? It's so true. It happens. Don't be conformed to this world any longer with the superficial values and custom, but be transformed. Look at your name and say, be transformed. Transformation is supernatural. It happens from the inside out. We're looking for an encounter. We're looking for something on the outside. It has everything to do with the inside. Transformation and progressively change as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind. Focusing on godly values, ethical attitudes, so that you may prove for yourself. This is my favorite part. Just that I want to do my own thing. I want to do like that rebellion in me. I wanted to prove to myself what God's will was. God, what is your will? What is your will? What is your plan? Every day, I want to prove it. Prove it through your word. Prove it through my surrendered heart. Prove it. Do you know what I'm going to tell you? God's like, you want me to prove it? yes Lord yes all right renew your mind renew your mind what the will of God is that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and his purpose for your life if you do not understand the purpose of something come on abuse is unavoidable Abuse is unavoidable. When people don't understand their purpose in life, they abuse it, they misuse it, they waste it, and they take it. And that's what we're seeing. People are hungry for their purpose. They're hungry to know why am I here? Why do I exist? There's got to be so much more in life than this, right? When we don't understand the purpose, then abuse is unavoidable. And right, it all comes back to identity. Identity is who you are. Purpose is why you are. And destiny is when they unite. Boom. When they meet. Boom. Who you are. Why you are. Boom. They unite. That revelation, that destiny, those markings that God's calling you and using you, right? My why is not who I am. It's the fruit of who I am. It's the fruit of who I am, right? People are driven by their why, right? They're driven by their why. If they are not founded in their who, then they'll be destroyed by their how. Who is your identity? Why is your purpose? And how is your destiny? Don't confuse your why with your who and your how. People are my why. People are my why. I am motivated. I am passionate. I am so hungry to see people's life changed, to see people empowered with the Holy Spirit, to see people fulfill the will of God in their lives. Serving is my why. Fulfilling the will of God is my why. But it's not my who. It's not who I am. It's not who I am, right? Who I am is in Christ alone and has nothing to do with my doing. It has nothing to do with my doing. That's just a fruit. And who I am in Christ will never change. People will change. Things will change. But who I am will never change. My doing, going, and having has everything to do with my being, 
We get it confused. We think God's will is about our doing, going, and having. Our doing, going, and having. What are we going to do? What are we going to have? What are we going to, who am I going to marry? What money am I going to have? What plane can I have? What travel can I have? What vacation can I have? What am I going to do? What, am I, what job am I going to have? You know, going, 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 going. Where am I going? Where am I going? Nope. Has everything to do with your being has everything to do with your being, being one with Christ, being united with Christ, being in love with God and his word, being in right standing with God, being a living sacrifice. Let me tell you, we are a living sacrifice. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice. What does a living sacrifice mean? That it's alive and it can get up and walk off. And we got to remind it, I'm a living sacrifice. It's that daily discipline. It's that daily decision. It's that daily choice. Anybody? You're a living sacrifice. How many of you are like, not today? Not today. No, not today, Satan. No, I'm a living sacrifice. I choose daily, come on, to present my body, my eating, my sleeping, my going to work, my living my life to the Father. Here you go. What would you like to do with it today? And it has everything to do with my being, right? Being filled with the knowledge of God. Transformation is supernatural from the inside out. Doing without being just brings glory to self. Doing, like God gifted you with that doing. But if, if you're not connected with your being, just brings glory to self. And that's why we've got stars, we got famous people, and they got all the glory and they got no fulfillment. They got no life, no love, no joy. And they take their life, they abuse it, they misuse it. And it's, it's so sad to see. We want to fulfill the will of the Father, right? We desire to bring all glory to God. All glory to God. And we got to recognize through the word that we can do nothing without Jesus. We got to rec- We got to come to know, you know what? I've been doing it on my own for too long, and I can do nothing without Jesus. Just like Jesus could do nothing without the Father. He could do nothing without the Father. We could do nothing without him. Jesus said in John 15, 4, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I am him, bears much fruit. Right, much fruit. Clarity brings prosperity. How many are ready to bear much fruit in every area of your life? Right, every area of your life, every area. For without me, you could do nothing. And Jesus could say that boldly because he's like, without the Father, I could do nothing. He says, without me, you could do nothing. Abide in Christ. Be in union with Christ. Be salt. Be light. Fulfill the will of the Father. Jesus said in Matthew five eleven. God blesses you when people mock you, persecute you, and lie about you. How many of y'all ready for some lies, some persecution, some mocking? And we all said, amen. Can I get a witness? Glory to glory to glory. Nah. We want prosperity. We want all the money in the bank. Come on, Lord. What does he say? God blesses you. When people mock you, persecute you, lie about you, and say all sorts of evil things against you, okay, because you're my followers. How are you following Jesus? Because you're my followers. Not just because you're stupid and because you're dumb and because you act in a wild, 
No, because you're my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. You are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it's lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It'll be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world. A city, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one light. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone. We're over here hiding God's goodness, hiding the word of God, not being uh, confused about our identity. And God's saying, light up the world. Make his light known, right? In the same way, let your good deeds, our actions, our integrity, who we are, shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father and all the glory goes to God, right? All of our doing, going, and having comes from Christ in us bearing much fruit. Christ in us bearing much fruit. In Christ, you are a new creation. You are a child of God. You are an heir of God. You're a joint heir with Christ. You are a partaker of his divine nature. You are blessed with all spiritual blessings. You are led by the spirit of God. You are more than a conqueror. You are made righteous. You are made rich. You are set apart. You are forgiven. You are healed. You are salt. You are light. You are love. Come on. You are loved. That's in Christ, this is Christ in me, Christ in you, abiding in him, I am healed. Abiding in him, I am loved. Abiding in him, I am made righteous. In him, in him, in him. Without him, I could do nothing. Without him, get a revelation of that, you know? Without him, I could do nothing. Paul said in Philippians 2.13, for it is not your strength, but it's God who is effectively at work in you, both to will, come on, your will, surrender your will. He's working in you both to will and to work. That is strengthening, energizing, and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose for his good pleasure. Strength is for service, not for status, right? If, surf, if serving's below you, then leading's beyond you. Jesus is over here, the greatest servant. We got to learn our purpose and our service. But it has nothing to do, it has everything to do with our being, not our doing. Our identity in Christ, right? You have a purpose. Purpose creates passion. That's God at work in you to will and to do, to be salt, to be light, to be an influence, to have an impact, right? To be empowered by Christ in you. Transformation is totally supernatural from the inside out. This is why we work out our salvation. How many love to work out? Come on, we're getting them gains. We're hitting the gym. We're doing our deadlifts. We're getting that kettlebell going from level to level. You know what we need to do? We need to work out our salvation, not by works, because it's in us, Christ in us. Everything is already in our spirit, and we got to work it out. We got to work it out of the flesh. Come on, we got to work it out. Work it on the 
outside. All we have in Christ and the spirit and the inside of us is all we will ever need. Paul said in Philippians 2.12, So then, my dear ones, just as you have always obeyed my instruction with enthusiasm, not only in my presence, but now much more, even in my absence, continue to work out your salvation. That is cultivated. Bring it to full effect. Actively pursue spiritual maturity with awe-inspired fear and trembling. Using caution, right? Using uh, critical self-evaluation to avoid anything that might offend God or discredit the name of Christ. You know how many Christians have hurt people? We need to work out our salvation. We don't, with fear and trembling, and what we're over here doing is working out everybody else's salvation. Why you are, where, why you doing that, why you acting like that, you say you a Christian, work out your own salvation. Work it, work it out. Come on, with our, in character, with our integrity, with our character, with our deeds, bringing glory to God, being Christ-like here on this earth, right? We have to renew our mind to God's best, working it out. We got to renew our mind to our union with Christ, to our new identity in Christ, to our new covenant with Christ. For it is God who is at work in us, not our own strength, right? Enabling you both to desire and to do his chosen purpose. God is a God of purpose. He has a purpose. Proverbs 19, 21. Let me tell you, you can have many vision boards. You can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail, right? God created you. He knew you before your parents ever got together. He chose you. He set you apart for his own use. He thinks about you. His thoughts are greater than your thoughts. His plans are greater than your plans. Become all that God created you to be. Come on, all of our doing Going and having come from our being, being one with Christ, being united with Christ, being in love with God and his word, being in right standing with God, being a living sacrifice, and being filled with the knowledge of God. This is his good pleasure. God desires everyone to be saved and for everyone to understand, to come to know in your knowing with security the truth. Jesus said in John 8, 31, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. How many are ready to be free? How many are be set free and know the truth? This is the end of the year. We don't fear 2023. We don't have nothing to fear. It's a new day. God's got a new plan, and we are going to fulfill the will of the Father, understanding the truth in every area of our life. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. How many of y'all received something tonight? And we're ready to put it into action. Come on. We're going to receive a harvest. Clarity brings prosperity. Let's get clarity of who we are in Christ. Amen. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.